Thank you, thank you, Tobias. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I know you're incredibly busy at this time. Just let's get something right out of the way. How's your day going yeah. so far? Uh, you know, I'll survive. I will survive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a rough period of time now, not just with the music, but, you know, life in general has its ups and downs and... Uh, a lot of stuff that's been really stressful, but uh, also very fruitful. So uh, I shouldn't complain. Okay, okay. Well, that's good to hear. And you talk about, I mean, obviously life has been very stressful. I have to ask you then, like we do everyone at these stages, last 18 months or so, how have you been holding up pandemic-wise personally? Well, here in Sweden, uh, we didn't have the worst worst pandemic experience in the world mm. uh, to be honest and fair but uh, of course you you have to cancel a, a lot of fun stuff not just the music stuff but you know hanging out with people and all, all that kind of shit so uh, but on the other hand uh, I got to spend much more time at home you know with my family and daughter and so that's that's on the good side of, of things so it's not a problem really and uh, of course we we could focus on on the this album also 100 percent. so yeah I mean, you're taking the best positives out of a very negative situation, regardless if you're the smallest to the biggest band or whatever country you're in, everyone's been affected. So in regards to Wormwood then, I mean, have you guys coped as well as you possibly could, considering, I mean, being in Sweden, you say it wasn't quite the same as it was in other countries? Yeah, uh, you know, we already decided to, uh, before the pandemic, that we was going to do this album and we had the concept already. So we were just waiting for our time to to uh, get in the studio mm. and uh, rehearsed all the songs, you know, so we, we were ready for it. And then everything happened and, yeah, and the rest is history. So you... you, you... You would plan to always take time off or, you know, it's, it just turned out to be lucky? It turned out to be lucky in that mm. sense. Uh, but we had already booked the studio, you know, months earlier. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't a big thing for us. What kind of made you just... Yeah, what kind of made you decide you are going to go into the studio so quickly because like at that point not of it had only been out a year so it was quite quick yeah uh, i don't want to lie but i think it you know it was when when Natarvet was was done mm. uh, and released i already started a little with the new songs uh because when the Natarvet songs was finished and recorded, it you know it took a lot of half a year or something for it to be released. So yeah, uh, and the cr creativity came back during that period of time, and so it was just a natural natural uh, steps. 
it's awesome when it works out that way and that you you don't have to force it and it just comes so naturally. Did you, you talked, you said it this earlier, that the concept was there. Was that the kind of first thing that came to mind? <clears throat> yeah, but, you know, Not Arvet uh, is a concept album, more or less, uh, mm. about uh, the hardships in Scandinavia during the late 1800s. Uh, and this one is also kind of a concept album, but it's set in um, 2023. Uh, so it's more modern in that kind of way. We yeah. wanted to do something that was uh, talking about, you know, all the negative sides of humanity. You know, uh, humanity in a from a big perspective. Mm. Uh, we didn't want to make this uh, cinematic uh, apocalyptic mad max ish uh, space laser sword hero <laughs> metal thing uh, we wanted to do you know something about uh, the everyday man and woman in a modern society that are facing catastrophes uh, made by ourselves basically so about ordinary re regular people you know hmm. no heroes in our apocalypse it's just uh people like you and me well maybe you're a hero in some kind of <laughs> way, but <laughs> yeah so that you know that idea the old inability to take care of earth and that aspect it it, it seems like just surface on the surface that it was an, it's been inspired by kind of what you see around you right now is that the case <clears throat> Yes and no. Uh, I think last 15, 10 years has been a big build up for these kinds of events that are all around the, the world as we speak and has been during the summer, you know, with all the fires and floods and of course pandemic and political instability and riots in the streets and you name it. Mm. Uh, I think uh, subconsciously this album might have been some kind of timestamp or something like that. W without choosing to do it, it just came, but I think, of course, we're influenced by reality. Uh, it's incredible that you talk about timestamp because, I mean, it was... It's only events, but like something specific, you we released the album, and then there was the news, at least in our country, of what had gone on in New York with the flash floods and stuff like that. And it almost seemed, to say, quite prophetic in that sense. Um, yeah. And also, uh, I would like to think that in, in the Western world, uh, pretty rich countries, you know, we've been safe for hundreds of years, uh, more or less. Uh, we, I think, a lot of people in, in the Western world nowadays can relate somehow to to these events in our music because we can already, you know, taste the, the catastrophe in the far distant, um, if you get what I'm saying here. Uh, of course. <clears throat> What's well, interesting but, as well, because, the, the, you know, climate change and all that, it's a hot topic to discuss and what of course as you said that's not completely what the album is based around 
is it fair to say that though this isn't be this isn't Wormwood being political or standing on a soapbox, but rather <laughs> rather you guys continuing to speak in your own unique way? Uh, spot on. I, I would say I want to be very clear that we don't take any side. We don't want our listeners to join any team, you know, uh, or any kind of belief system. I would say. Uh, if you just read the news and then you spice it up a little, it's there, you know. Uh, it's This is not politics. Climate mm. change isn't politics. Uh, it's, it's, it's just science and reality. Uh, I think all the political movements that... Uh, are dealing with this kind of topics either if they're pro or think it's lies or whatever they, they think about it i think it it's just bullshit because all this bad things that people are doing to our only home shouldn't be politics uh, because if we don't have anywhere to live nothing else matters you know absolutely and it should be noted as well you know at its core ultimately however you're expressing yourself Archivet is still a heavy metal album it's still about the music it's still about that expression yes that was what I was gonna say uh, we can't forget that this is just a fucking rock and roll album made by some dudes in Sweden uh, we're not scientists, we're not uh, anything else than rock musicians. So, uh, yeah. I love that. Excellent, excellent. Um, it's been out for about a week and a half now. How, how have you found a reception? Have you been paying much attention to fan feedback and uh, the general love it's getting? Uh, it's been great. Uh, we, we entered the official Swedish charts. Mm. Uh, number one for in two categories uh, physical album and vinyl uh, number two in rock rock metal and uh, number ten in you know all gen- genres di- digital and physical incredible <clears throat> so uh, our, our strong side has always been in the physical uh, side of things you know uh, uh, also, we collect uh, streams, but uh, we're not close to, you know, the, the stream giants. Uh, the the rock and metal audience is much more loyal also, so they, they will buy your stuff. They don't stream from Spotify uh, Friday night. You know, <laughs> they, they want to have this vinyl. Um, but but also you know we we get a lot of uh, attention from from the press, uh, magazines and stuff like this, uh, fans from all all over mm. the, the world basically. So uh, it was with our our Not Arvet album where it started. You know uh, when we released it, um, people started to talk about Wormwood online and. It's the monster grew. Yes. So uh, 
in the promotion period for this album, I think we had the fan base that was going to buy the record even if they didn't hear it. Uh, we uh, we sold a lot, like uh, what do you call it, pre uh, pre orders. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. How much do you think comes from as well? Like obviously, the Swedish metal scene is famous, uh, but obviously in one specific style, and often what people associate with the country. You're doing a different uh, aspect of that. Do you think people's interest comes automatically because, oh, it's Swedish metal and that's definitely worth checking out? Uh, I think there is some truth in that, mm. uh, especially outside of Scandinavia. Uh, Swedish metal uh, is a sign of some kind of quality, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but here in in the Scandinavian countries, uh, uh, people are kind of home blind. Is that a word in English, or am I Swedish English it? I, I uh, love it. I completely get what you mean by it. Yeah, uh, you know, in, in the in the Swedish metal scene, when when you are out playing in the clubs and, and stuff. <laughs> Everybody in the audience is also in a metal band, uh, so it's like they stand like this, uh, crossing <laughs> their arms and just uh, pointing out the fails. You know, oh, they done that. Oh, listen to that guitar sound. Blah blah blah. But as soon as you get out of Scandinavian countries, especially Sweden, Norway, and Finland, you know people will be much more dedicated and celebrate your music instead. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a little both. A little, little bit of both. Well, you, your aspect of storytelling and how you tie Swedish history, your roots, law, the cosmos, more into that, you're showing a different side to the country than many a metal scene are used to. How important is it for you to tell these tales and give listeners a different take on Swedish metal? Uh, I think it's it's pretty pretty important. Uh, we as a band, well, when we sing about our roots or yeah. our history, you know, we may not pick out the the most famous parts. Uh, a lot of bands, you know, they have you know the old Viking stories and the heroes, you know. Uh, we want to focus on more everyday life mm. situations uh, and uh, yeah of course the darkness uh, that comes with it uh, the the Scandinavian melancholy the hardship of living in harsh conditions and still has to you know survive and thrive uh, there's a lot of lot of poetic uh, uh, qualities in that I would say uh, it has so much soul and also all the art forms from Scandinavia uh, since way back in the days has always had a tear in it you know mm. uh, it's the Scandinavian melancholy that we want to capture and put it out in in our way I would say uh, I'm a little 
allergic to well I, I can say I'm allergic to it in that way but I would never uh, be in a band where we did all the cliches uh. Uh, <clears throat> of course uh, I can't say it's bad to to sing about all these cool Viking warriors and whatnot, but it's so watered out, you know, it's it's so thin, it doesn't really mean anything anymore. Uh, it's so much Hollywood. Yeah. I think the way you describe that, it's so so enlightening because a lot of people, <laughs> me included, and I think a lot of people, while you can enjoy as you say your fist pumping, hero based, Hollywood style uh take on that what uh, a lot of the time you want is you want to feel something and your melancholic mood affecting and emotive work comes under a, a cloud of misery but beautiful misery and that's really important and I have to ask does that take a toll on you guys mentally as you're creating this kind of work mm, I would say it's rather the opposite it's relieving yeah. uh, I feel a relief by letting out maybe feelings that are already in there it's not like i'm collecting uh, uh, feelings and stuffing it in uh, it's more more i open the door and here it is uh, with that said i'm i'm not a clinical depressed person i like to joke i li like to have fun but when it comes to describe you know feelings and and thoughts uh, the natural way to express it, at least for me, it's by being melancholic, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. And I suppose the opposite side to that has to be that, well, for someone who had never heard your music before and was to play uh, Ark of It and think, oh my God, this is so enveloping misery. Um, what, 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 what makes Wormwood as a unit happy? Ah, fame and fortune and money and glory. Fear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, well, we're we're five individuals. I think uh, we have different uh, uh, ways to describe happiness, uh, as everybody, you know, mm -hmm. big and small. Uh, well, I can just threw out cliches here now to be healthy to be economical stable and have friends and being able to play music well i guess that's fine for me yeah uh, but it's still incredibly inspiring because it's what people want to hear it's that uh, being able to relate to a musician that you might love and admire and basically hear hey you're a normal dude Who's got normal loves and hates? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I got a family and I got a daytime job, which I hate. Uh, so I guess, uh, yeah, pure happiness for me would to keep my family healthy and to be able to play rock and roll for, for a living for the rest of my life. Yeah, and also have a few beers now and then. Occasionally, absolutely. I hope it works out that way. Um, last thing then, Tobias, what's the plan going forward now? I know this is really difficult because the world is in still such a mess. So touring plans and all of that are just up in the air. But what are you kind of hoping, I guess, to get going? Well, to be realistic, uh, I 
first step is to actually play the gigs that are booked for December. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are here in Sweden. Uh, I don't think we could go outside of Sweden until maybe spring. I don't know. We have a few dates booked uh, at least. So I hope. I, I hope 2022 will be, you know, a normal gig year with normal festivals and everything. Uh, we'll see. I'm not a scientist or a politician or anything. I'm a rock and roll dude, man. <laughs> That's everything. <laughs> All the things I am. Fantastic. That is the perfect place to close, close this interview down there. Tobias, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?